morning and welcome to the Faith FM Breakfast Show. You are listening to 87.6, 87.8 or 88, depending on where you are in Australia t- today on the um it's the 24th today, I think. It is. It is. Okay, and we are hosting your show today. It is Shell here, and we've got Gemma. Good morning. And Mackenzie, I was going to call it. you. Michaela there for a second. That's her nickname. We go with that occasionally because everybody gets her name mixed up. So Everyone. Mackenzie or Michaela, you respond to both. I do. I respond to anything resembling my name because over the years I have been called so many different variations of Mackenzie. I just go with whatever sounds similar. Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. So, yeah, don't, don't stuff mine up. <laughs> um, what are you guys grateful for this morning? I'm grateful that you guys are Minutemen and able to just come to the show when Lawson is sick still. Poor guy. But um, what are you guys grateful for? I am very grateful mm-hmm. for the banana bread that I had this morning. Oh, good. Hey. It was pretty great. Mackenzie made it and she said that it wasn't so good, but I thought it tasted great. I thought Thank it was really you. good. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't rise the way I hoped, and it was... Uh, but it still tasted good, It still good, right? tasted great. Banana bread, highlight, yeah. so oh. good. Yeah, it's a recipe that I got from a friend who's, like, super healthy, and it, like, actually tastes really good, yeah. and it's really good for you. There you go. There you go. Winning all around. I know. What are you thankful for this morning? Well, I, I'm really excited about this one, actually, because... Uh, my um, Bible study partner has been on holidays. And so the, when I've been going to Bible studies, I've been bringing Emerson along. Um, and he's been really good because he um, grown up with Lyle, you mm-hmm. know, going to prophetic code seminars his whole life and everything. <laughs> he knows a lot about Revelation and that kind of thing. So that's been really handy, taking along to Bible studies. But um, one of the Bible studies we went to this week um, with a couple that we've been studying for probably like nearly four months now, um, one of my Bible study contacts decided to get baptized. Whoa, oh, wow, that's huge. Yeah. So it's super exciting. And um, so he's going to get baptized on the Raymond Terrace Mission family camp um, on the 16th of November. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. Well, early in the morning, about the break of day, I asked the Lord, help me find the way. Help me find a way to the promised land. This lonely body needs a helping hand. I ask the Lord to help me, please find a way. When the new day is a dawning, about my daily prayer, I pray to the Lord, won't you lead me there? Won't you guide me safely? The golden stair, won't you let this body your burden share? I pray to the Lord, won't you leave me, please? Leave me there. When the judgment comes, find the world in shame. When the trumpet blows, won't you call my name? Won't you call my name? When the thunder rolls and the heavens rain, when the sun turns black, never shout again. Never 
Peter, Paul, and Mary with Early in the Morning, a good um, song about the coming of Jesus and a very good vintage song, classic, love it. Um, okay, let's get started straight in with our quiz. Okay, ladies, it is a what number am I? Ooh, okay, all right, okay. I'm ready. So all of these qu- clues are going to be very different from each other, but they all have one number in common. Mm. Okay. So Revelation 9 tells of this number of angels bound at the great river Euphrates, prepared to kill one-third of mankind. If you know Ooh. the answer, you can write it down. Huh. Don't yell it out like Emery did. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll learn from the mistakes that we've made and not yell it out. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. Don't, Revelation 9. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't remember hearing about the Euphrates River angels. Is it cheating if I was to, you know, go to Revelation 9 now and, and give that, give that a read? It might be cheating for you guys, but not for our, our um, listeners. They can do that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Now you have to go. Go find your Bibles. Go grab your phone. Go to Google. And you want to Google Revelation 9 and see if you can figure out today's quiz number is the answer. And we so, have a great mm. book prize here for you. It's called... Exodus, The Great Deliverance. Um, it was written by Ellen G. White, and it is the real story of the Exodus. So, and uh, yeah, it's, I think, a segment out of Patriots and Prophets, but it's, um, yeah, just got other, other chunks in there that give the whole Exodus story. I love the Exodus story. It's really yeah. powerful, really awesome. That's okay. great. What do we have for good news? Well, there is a um, lady called Hannah in, um, in Sydney. She's from Toowoomba and she's studying. Um, and she's been given um, accommodation for free. What? She's been given housing and accommodation for free, but there's a catch. So this is Hannah. She's um, yeah, born in Toowoomba. She's studying physiotherapy at um, the University of Sydney, and she receives free accommodation and meals. Sorry, not oh, just free accommodation, man. but free accommodation and, and board, meals. Yep, yep. Wow. Um, and, but the catch is um, she's living at, oh, where'd it go? Um, at a nursing home. Huh. Oh. At a nursing home. So her neighbours are like 60 years old or old, either yeah. 60 years older than her. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to live with like old people? Yeah, that's not bad. I would definitely do it. Yeah. Being a uni student myself, I heard free accommodation <laughs> and free food and I'm there for whatever has to be done. I'll be there for free food and free accommodation. I have that's actually huge. heard of this happening in, in a few nursing homes where they have opened up to uni students ah, okay. because they love the um, the interaction that it gives between the two. Um yeah. Cross generation, yeah. The, the yeah. cross generational, the older people are educating the younger people, yeah, yeah, and the younger yeah. people are helping the older people to stay young. Yeah, and um, yeah, and it and it works really well this dynamic, and it 
it's helping the older people to just have more purpose. Yeah, true. and which gives them a reason to live longer, you know, and to just hang in there and fight and all of that. It'd also give the staff a bit of a break, I guess, or yeah, just to stress a little less when they've got you know helpers coming in to you know instead of you know I'm struggling to send this text message or how do I FaceTime my family? You know, you have the younger <laughs> people there that know how to do all Classic the technological things. Problems. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yes. to come in and help do things like that. That's really cool. Yeah. So I was, um, and it says that there's. 30 hours of volunteered conversation and friendship each month. So that's the only requirement is 30 hours of volunteered conversation wow. and friendship. And when I was reading, I was, I, I didn't, I missed the month. And so I was like, oh, 30 hours a week. And I was like, that's a lot. Yeah. So I was thinking like, you know, when you think like a full-time job is like 36 hours a week. And I was like, dude, 30 hours a week is a lot of Plus full-time physiotherapy study. Yeah. But then I was like, each month, I was like, ah, that's, that's like an hour a day. Yeah. You smash out yeah. an hour a day. Come home, chat lost, for a bit. Exactly. You can get lost in so many conversations with old people for over an hour. That's true. That's good. Because, like, they're just telling you about their life and what it was like growing up for them, and they love reminiscing. It's true. It's true. true. And I think that it would give a great, a greater level of respect for your elderly to these, to all of the the young people who do this. Yeah. Yeah, for life, you know, just. um, Yeah, it's such an experience to Mm -hmm. be able to volunteer in a nursing home or anything like that because, yeah, I've had that experience before and it's actually really amazing and a lot of young people kind of take that for granted. So I think that's such an awesome opportunity that she's got to be able to do that. Yeah, definitely, I reckon. So there is, um, over in America, there is a World War II veteran um, and for his 100th birthday, he asked for 100 cards. I think that's pretty cool. That's kind of cute. But um, (laughs) not only did he receive 100 cards... He received w- over 100,000 birthday what? cards. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. How did he exactly ask for these cards? How? So. What? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Yeah. It's, so he must have just made it known to his family or friends. He's just, yeah. Yeah, it just way. says that a few weeks prior to his birthday, um, he asked for 100 birthday cards and... Um, oh, they put it on Facebook. Yep, there we go. Classic. Power of social media. Yep. Yeah. They put it on Facebook. Um, and he said he would never imagine that he would receive over 100,000 cards. Wow. I For mean, his 100th birthday. In the post. post. Really cool. Yeah, in the post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Physical cards. Because no one, cards. you don't really get like birthday cards sent to you that much anymore. That's right. That's, That's true. Right. Only the big ones. You just ones. get like a birthday yeah. text or like a call. Or, or a yeah. post on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's it. Um, oh, that's but really he got cool. he got birthday cards from um, people in Australia, Great Britain, and even from China. Um, the governor of Texas sent him a card. Um, <laughs> U- United States senators and even the president of the United States wow. sent him a birthday card. That's good. That's yeah. cool. I mean, hitting the the hundred milestone is always a pretty significant. Because do you get um, a letter from the Queen here in Australia if you, you turn a hundred? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's all over the Commonwealth or like. Because yeah. you're not part of the Commonwealth. Oh, yeah, true, probably. I think when you get your 50th anniversary, when you do your 60th anniversaries, you get um, letters from significant places mm. and ah. and also for the, for the 100th birthday. So, yeah, in America, I guess they would do the same with the president. But all of those other cards just from random strangers is amazing it's pretty pretty amazing and it just shows how much people love their vet veterans as well yeah definitely uh, yeah yeah it's yeah. really good um here's another one rather than sending old pillows straight to recycling a hotel chain is now using them to host pillow fight clubs 
<laughs> Where is this? Oh, yes, I want to go. I want to go. That's yeah. awesome. So, an underground pillow fight club opened its doors to the public this week for se- for those seeking the ultimate smackdown. <laughs> an underground pillow fight club. Oh. Uh, points amazing. are awarded based on where the pillow strikes the body, with one being awarded for a leg shot, two for a torso shot, and five for the head. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Could we go? I know, right? That'd That's be what fun. I'm Where is this? I think it's over in the US somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if uh, we should get one started up in Newcastle, so while we're down here, we can. You we know, should definitely do that. I'd be keen for that. Go, go as long as each. people are only using their old pillows. Yeah. People aren't saying, "Oh, I'll just take this one I just got yesterday because I want to play." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go to the different hotels. In so Newcastle if anyone wants to donate any pillows out there, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Okay, I've got one more. It says, you can now take puppy Pilates classes and help train service dogs for veterans with PTSD. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of touching, isn't it? Like a little Pilates with puppies. How would that work? I don't know, because you can get, you can do like goat yoga. Have you heard of that? People do yoga with like goats and the goats like jump up on them and but like baby goats not like oh, full-sized goats but yeah this and, and i can imagine that this would be very therapeutic yeah tons of fun yeah yeah and i mean how, how much endorphins do puppies give everybody all the time really okay yeah. we've got um a song coming now it's, um gavin chatelier keep looking up keep looking up don't give up don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart keep looking up don't give up don't give up should the tears begin to start with a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea I know his love is there for me We make our plans and still it's God who directs our ways He knows each step I make He knows each breath I take It's in our darkest hour We find our greatest need He knows what's best for you and me Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me Trial we face precious lessons 
lost in here Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start everybody okay well it's time for our second clue to the quiz nobody has snapped it up yet um can you give the numbers out as soon as i give this clue please Mackenzie? thanks sure okay so the second second clue for our number what number am i the number of sons born to david by bathsheba Ooh, ooh, ooh! i think i know this one I'll write it down, let me see. Okay, so if you know what the answer to this quiz is already, the number to call is 1-800-FAITH-FM or 1-800-324-843 or you can text 491 Okay, and Gemma's doing a little jig over here because she got it right. I got it right. Actually, I got it wrong. I had one guess, and that was incorrect. But my second guess, I got it right. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm not going to let you see this piece of paper. I don't know. I'm trying to think. My first guess was wrong, but I got there in the end. So there's hope. If you can get... No, not not, not that one. You're wrong. I had a guess, but it was wrong. Try again. You'll get another clue. Keep listening. You'll get another clue later. Keep listening and see how it goes. And we got a great book about Exodus on offer, so call in if you know the answer. But if I know the answer, I I don't get it. You don't get a book. Even though you're volunteering, I know. We should just give you something wonderful just because (laughs) you're you're filling in for us. But no, policy is we can't give it to anybody who works for them. Fair enough. Fair enough. So someone else better call up and get the book, otherwise. That's right. Mm. Okay, what happens if nobody calls up? It goes back into the pile for a you later date. If no one else gets it, you still don't get the book. You know what? I do my best. <laughs> and what's it rewarded with? <laughs> Not the book. <laughs> Fun and laughter. Here doing radio this morning. That's what you're rewarded with. That's yeah, so right. if you know what the answer is, call 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's one 800 
324843 or you can text 0491064669. Yes, and if we are in the middle of a live speaking segment, texting might be the way to go because I can't really answer the phone while we're talking. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I have news. Oh, wonderful. So yesterday I was driving to Sydney to pick up a friend and on the way we got stuck in some horrendous traffic. Now, normally like driving in Sydney, I'm like, yeah, there's going to be traffic. And it was quite early in the morning. It was about 7.30, 8 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, it's the 8 a.m. Yeah, rush hour yeah. in Sydney. Yeah, like it's going to be really traffic. slow. Yeah. But it was like really, really slow, oh, like oh, more yeah. than normal. We got stuck for like two hours or something. Oof. It took us forever to get back to Newcastle. But I figured out why. There was an accident. Uh, on the highway yesterday on the M1 between Sydney and uh, the Central Coast and a 28-year-old worker was hit with a ute. Oh, no. So he was, yeah, just working on the scene, working on the highway. So first off, I have to apologize because you said, I have news, and I said, oh, wonderful. Ooh. But, yeah, Ooh. this is yeah, not this is not the good, good news, news section we've been there. Yeah, this is, yeah. this is not good news. So, yeah, a 28-year-old worker was hit with a ute at about 3 a.m. on Wednesday, and then the uh, M1 was closed between Sydney and the Central Coast for basically all morning yesterday, which is why the traffic was so bad. Um, but he was fine. He was treated on the scene for facial and leg injuries, um, but he's at the hospital now in a serious condition, but he's still alive. Uh, the 72-year-old was uh, driving the ute um, and he was taken to the hospital as well uh, for testing and he had a minor head injury so hopefully oh. they'll both pull through but they yeah. both made it it wasn't Let's keep them in prayer because yeah. yeah that's that's rough mm. yeah there's a few accidents overnight so everybody who's driving right now please be safe on the roads yeah definitely yeah. that's like my boyfriend was driving back home to his place in brisbane um and there was an accident up there and he said that there was it was a fatal accident and he saw mm. someone on the side of the road that had been part of the accident that was Oof. no longer living and it was a bit disturbing and yeah. shocking as well like it's terrible when you see accidents or hear of them and you know they're fatal ones it's always yeah. very um, yeah i yeah. would not want to be a police officer or an ambulance yeah, you know, an ambo, yeah who would have to yeah see those scenes that are mm, pretty horrific yeah. and scary and so yeah we're just thankful for the people that do that job though it's incredible yeah, definitely uh another news that's been coming out uh last night this morning um in essex in the uk oh, yeah. there was a pol- uh there was a trailer that had been found with the bodies of 39 people one teenager 38 adults uh had been killed and were in this trailer uh, that was discovered. The trailer has been moved to a secure location so that they can, you know, start doing forensic and things like that and try and figure out who these people are because it's unknown. Uh, who, so, yeah, so we who, really don't who know anything so really more than much. that at the moment, do we? Because yeah, yeah, I heard a little bit on the way in this morning yep. about it as well. And yeah, it's, oh, it's just a horrible, horrible yeah. story. Sounds like it's come straight off say, a movie or something, did but you this say is thirty-nine real. people. Yes. thirty-nine. Thirty-nine in the bodies. back of a refrigerator wow. truck. Yeah, one teenager, thirty-eight adults. So there, we have no unidentified cause of death at yet at the moment, mm-hmm. but somebody has been arrested. Yeah, so the driver, uh, who's twenty-five years old, and he from Northern Ireland, he had been arrested under the suspicion of murder. Yeah, so thought, yeah, but arrested for the suspicion of murder. So still, there's so much here that's. Um, yeah, we're not sure Let's of yet that needs to be found, but that is, yeah. that is a really horrific story. That's awful news. Mm. Yeah, so you don't hear those ones pop up every now and then, stories of, you know, like, you know, you hear the the occasional, like, someone had been, you know, yeah, murdered. Killed in a car accident. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like this, like, 
um, well, that's a good ones. thing that we're I know. Released these, <laughs> yeah, but these kind extreme. of stories, it's, it's like just... it's shocking. It's extremely shocking when you hear these hard kinds to of believe stories. actually yeah. happened because you kind of hear stories like that and you're like, wow, that's a that's a horror movie or you know, yeah, 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 that's yeah right. th- like you were saying, those are the kind of things that you see in movies. You don't expect to see them happen in real life. Yeah, yeah. I just... wonder if movies would have like. You know how people say like, oh, video games make people more violent. I wonder oh, if movies. Definitely. I wonder if these kind of movies would contribute to these kind of things happening. The I think I read something a while ago, and I suggested that they do it for a new store, but they never ever got to it. So I can bring it up now. Yay! <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it was a quote about how art does not incite violence, and it was just like. Just so you know, this can never happen. Art can never incite violence. But, you know, I'm like, can we, we really should debate that on radio because... It depends on how you want to define art, That's though, true. That's right, because yeah. how Subliminal much, messaging in music? That's right. And how much has crime gone up in the last 50 years since t- TV has been... Yeah. You know, 70 years now, I guess, you know. But since TV has been around... Um, yeah, you know, just just the increase of violence has just been getting more and more and more, and people just love going to to watch violence on the big screen, you mm. know. And we've become numb to it. It's That's like right. it's it's like not even shocking to us anymore if we see a dead person. Yeah, desensitized to yeah, a lot of completely. the stuff that we see on yeah TV and movies and all yeah. around us now. Even like billboards and you know street signs and signs on the backs of buses. Like I mean, you yeah. could not avoid. You could not avoid it today, like yes. the amount of stuff that you see out there around. Yeah. And all of the mass shootings, and when mm-hmm. you find out about the, the, the men or the people who do those horrific crimes and, and um, go to a school or, or go to a workplace or whatever and, and just um, do a mass shooting, there's usually always an underlining, like a, they were a gamer, they were this, you know. They, they, yeah, you know, like the one in Christ, was it Christchurch? Is that the one that was recently, the one over in um, New Zealand? Was it Christchurch? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he was, wasn't he like live streaming him? He was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. And there's always a history there of of something. Yeah. Yeah. But internet I, culture as well is is very toxic. I feel like it's interesting because if we were to have shared this same story about the 39 bodies found in a, you know, back of a truck 50 years ago, you know. It would the response would be totally different to the way it is today. Completely different. It's just another news story today. It's not really shocking. I mean, it still it's, is. It's, it's shocking, still but shocking. Not like a, yeah, fifty years ago, this would have just hit. So it would have rocked the like so rocked that hard. area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it should be now. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes me think quickly. Come, Lord Jesus, because I mean, you know, yeah. there's just so much that you just don't understand mm. in this world, you know, just how much pain and suffering there is. And yeah, just uh, can't wait, you know. I mean, it's, it's another sign of the times that Jesus Definitely. is coming soon when people are this careless and, and um, yeah. Is it, hearts have grown cold. That's, That's right. one of the things that hearts would grow cold. Okay, well, we um, we actually have a song that's from an album called Lamentations, which is kind of where we're feeling at the moment. We're lamenting yeah. a little bit, but this is a uh, a, the, a bit of an uplifting end of the Lamentations album called Lesser Loves, and um, by Belfrost Arts. Ooh, 
was a prisoner, you held the key. The door was open, you welcomed me. Oh, I was guilty of every crime, but you took my place and you did my time. How can I thank you, thank you, Lord? My broken heart you have restored. How can I thank you, thank you, Lord? You give me grace, I can. everybody we have a um, pre-recorded segment best of for you for the interview coming up but we just wanted to throw in another quiz first for you okay so quiz clue number three jesus had this many half brothers 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm still, I still don't know. And I feel like I should know because I've read Desire of Ages by Ellen White where she talks about the, the early life of Jesus. But uh, I'm still not sure. Okay, well, by next time. The Breakfast Show, bits you may have missed. Welcome back, everybody. You listen to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia. And joining me in the studio this morning is Darren Pratt, a regular here on Faith FM. Darren, welcome to the show again. It's always great to be in Faith FM studio. Fantastic. Now, last time you were here, we talked about the, uh, the, 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 the benefit of failure with children. Oh, yes, that's right. We talked about the book by um, LaHaye about the gift of failure. The gift and, of failure, and that's parents right. allowing our kids to fail so that their happiness and success long term is, is, is almost guaranteed. Okay, so this morning we're going to talk about a very different form of, uh, a very different issue in relationship to children and children's health and children's well-being, and that relates to domestic abuse. Now, usually when we talk about this subject, we're thinking about children that are being beaten up or are watching uh, their mother or their father being beaten up. They're seeing domestic violence in the home. But you've been looking at some research that deals with a different period in the child's life where they're not actually seeing this take place. Uh, what 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 is this research and where is it coming? What is it teaching? Yes, yeah, just coming out of the US, research just released last week. Um, a story there about domestic violence and its effects not just on children, but on, on children unborn children in the uterus so so that's very interesting study because we now okay so does that mean that you know we're talking about um you know women who are being bashed and the you know they're being hit in the stomach and this kind of thing the child is actually being beaten and bruised within the stomach or is there a different kind of um abuse that is taking place well that's probably part of it and that can happen and and yeah it shouldn't happen but that that can happen and and damage can be caused that way um we had the case last week of a, a teacher being being kicked um, by a student in the um, in the playground, and that didn't go down well for this pregnant um, teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty horrific. Um, what was going on there? Um, but yeah, this study says um, no, it starts with saying witnessing abuse carries the same risk of harm to his children's mental health and learning as if the child had been abused directly, new research shows. So that's where it starts out. Yeah, that's, that's true. When the kids see um, abuse occurring, especially when it's those they love and intimate to them, it causes untold damage. We already know that. Yeah. But what this new research is saying is that um, if domestic violence occurs where the woman is being beaten while she's pregnant, um, that physiological inflammation can occur. Right, so this is this is even with children who may, you know, parents may break up before the child is born, and so the child may never witness. That's right. Domestic abuse, not not outside the womb. Outside the womb, and it may never experience that outside the womb. But there are still physiological changes that are taking place in that child. How long do these changes last for? I mean, is this something that uh, you know lasts for uh, you know five six months or something or other, and then disappears, or does it last longer than that? Well, what it's saying is that it can be lifelong, and that, that is that is the, the horror of this is that um, it can it can place changes in the baby's stress um, stress release system, um, causing inflammation to the baby as well as the mother. So that when the baby is born, um, it's already pre-programmed in that they're going to experience or more prone to experiencing depression and and other health issues later on in life, and that that is the scary thing about it. 
Yeah, that is that is quite concerning. Um, and you know, when you talk about uh, lifelong effects of something that happens, you know, to the unborn child. Uh, this is something that we really need to be looking at, you know, even from even possibly from a legislative perspective, because uh, you know, even even if you um, here in Australia, of course, if you uh, uh, attack a, a pregnant woman and the and the baby dies, then you're up for you know murder. If if both of them die, if you're up for you know double homicide. No, that's right. That's right. And um, this is what the, what the article is saying: says if a mother is beaten while pregnant. The chance the baby will be injured, as we said, um, just from being hit um, yeah. in the womb. But it says, also delivered prematurely, There's and there's a stack of other things that can happen, including, it says here, physiological programming of the hyperactive stress system that leads to inflammation as an adult in all sorts of ways that comes out, she said. It's like when a soldier, it says, comes back from combat, he is a click and hits the ground. Research estimates that between 4.5 million US and 15 million children are exposed to physical violence in the home, verbal and emotional abuse, very young in life, and that has the same effect um, on the child as well. Okay, so this is PTSD we're talking about then, effectively. Yes, yeah. And a child can get PTSD even when it hasn't seen it. Before it's even born. Before it's even born. That's what the study's saying is um, it's, it's already programmed to pick up on those cues um, of what's going on, but also the body reacts without the person realising it. So they're going through life saying, why is my body doing this? Um, and the reason could go back to very young um, experiences in life or even back into the womb. That is that's so remarkable because you know when when a human baby is born, we look at that human baby as being helpless and knowing nothing, not realizing just how much has been programmed into that child by us as parents before the child was born. You know, we talk about playing music to our unborn oh, children. I, I sang to my I sang to my children in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't well, want to have. Well, a, I, I didn't, read something I didn't, somewhere I didn't, that I didn't want to have a negative effect on my unborn <laughs> children. <laughs> you don't sing in the shower. <laughs> no, I'm not a shower singer. But I did talk to my unborn children. I prayed with them. I had worship with my unborn children. Yeah. And uh, they they talk about you know the positive effects that this kind of thing can have. And I guess what you've got here is the uh, is the flip side of it is the negative effects are the same as well. And we underestimate just how much information is going in. I mean, I think what is it that, that um, a child learns like what ninety five percent of everything that it will ever learn within the first two years or something yeah, or other. Yeah, that's right. The, the brain in the first five years of life, the brain just, just goes under so much change, and programs are laid down that are going to guide them through life in those first five years. Hmm. Um, and if we if we get things right there. It's going to be better off for the child. Now, with brain plasticity research these days, things can change, and there's hope for these children as well. Sure. With, with all the brain plasticity research as well. Yeah. Um, the brain rewires itself, basically. Yeah. But it, it's going. To, it's, it's it's a child begins. It's like um they're starting way behind the start line before they're even born in in what should be a normal, happy um, development through life. Um, so I guess the the outcomes for us as parents but also us as um, people in communities to, to be aware of this and to realise that domestic violence, whether it's um, physical, psychological, sexual, whatever's going on, um, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Not just for the person being abused but also for those that are watching, witnessing or those that are in the womb as well. And it's not normal. 
not normal. And this you is one of the things that have to put up with it. Yeah, and this is one of the things that I've learned from you know a very good friend of mine who spent many years in the police force, is that you know most of the time when he's attending you know domestic kind of situations, is that the people who are in those you know domestic violence is a generational thing. It's a generational issue. They've grown up with it. Now they're living with it, and in it their mind, normal. this is a normal relationship. It's you know, a, yeah. he has to sit them down and say, "Look, this is not normal. This is not how normal people function. You know, this is a, this is a level of dysfunction that uh, that is abnormal, and you need to you know extricate yourself from it. And you know, he obviously tries to provide help and so forth. Now, just on the stats, there, those are some startling stats on the numbers of people that are involved in domestic violence situations. Um, well, the area where we live in the Hunter is, is one of the worst in the country for domestic violence. Eighty um, percent of the police time in the Hunter is is spent just um, dealing with domestic violence. That, that's a lot of time, police time, just taken um, attending these situations. And, that's and you think of all the children involved in that and what's what's going on there. It's something that um, we need to um, stand up, and say, collectively say, no, sorry, this is not okay for our society. Okay, so starting with um, our listener this morning, who is you know. On those stats right there, we know there are people listening to us right now. There's somebody listening to us right now who is in a domestic violence uh, environment. What are you going to say to that person? I'm going to say, no, this is not okay. Um, if you feel that you're unsafe, then then right now call the domestic violence hotline or lifeline or the police or similar or and, and yeah, begin to look at ways to get out of there. Um, there are people that can help. We have um, domestic violence shelters locally that can help as well um, to make sure that you're okay and that your kids are okay. Um, and so that's something that we can we can look at. Realise realize domestic violence can go both ways at times. It's not just um, a a female problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it can go both ways. But generally, when it comes to um, physical harm, it's generally an intimate male partner perpetrating it on a, on a female partner. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, realise it's not okay. I want the best for my kids and, and take some steps to, to remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, and of course you're always free to call us here on 1-800-324-843. But I think what Darren has just shared with us is very important. It's never acceptable. Domestic violence is never acceptable in any way, shape or form. And if that is a part of your relationship, it doesn't matter what that relationship is, doesn't matter how long-term it has been, um, you need to remove yourself from that situation. And the great thing about living in Australia is we have solutions. We're there to help. Um, we don't want anyone to feel trapped. So, um, yeah, give us a call at the station. We're happy to refer yeah. you be to, um, to the right people. Um, but we want what's best for you and, and for your children. And, and life, yeah, life is not about being beaten up, whatever that, whichever way that occurs. Life is better than that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, now, Darren, you were talking, you made a comment, um, and I'm wondering whether you you could comment on this um, just briefly uh, about an article. I think it was in, um, yeah, but it was an article about the perfect couple. Oh, yes. What was, what was that all about? That could be a whole new discussion right there. Um, the idea of this perfect Christian couple that appeared perfect in church, that looked looked like that like he was a head deacon and, and she was involved in church and everything looked okay, rosy on the outside. But in reality, when she told a story, it was a, a life of... Of violence and abuse that was occurring in the very home. Okay, so the lesson coming out from this is that we might be living next door to somebody who is suffering from domestic violence. And not even know it. And have no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if we are in that kind of situation, let's say they're part of a community that we're a part of, um, I think you're part of a, uh, a community breeding uh, chickens and hens and so forth or something or other. Is that right, Dan? Yes, yes. Interesting, yes. Yep. The Central Coast Poultry Club. The Central Coast Poultry Club. But let's say you're part of a, uh, a community like that and uh, you've, you, you know some people that look like the, uh, the, the, the perfect couple. What would be some of the signs that might, um, trigger us to go, hey, wait a minute, I'm just going to ask this person, you know, are you okay? Yeah. Um, and, that's the, and that's a really important question. We need to ask people that we so often don't. Are you okay? Yeah. If, if I see someone that's um, got obvious he's bruising and they can't give a reason for it, it's like, um, well, I fell over again. Then after a number of times, say, hey, may say more going on here. That's a sign to me, um, some sort of physical um, appearance. Also, if the person, um, especially the, one of the partners or generally it's a woman, it looks shy and withdrawn or, um, or down at times, especially when no one else is watching, you often see, hey, um, there's a sign there, something's not right. And, yeah, that, that's saying, are you okay, something you need to ask. But I guess also watch, because remember, often it's hidden. Um, it won't be admitted, but just, just be aware of the signs and um, getting alongside that person and, and, yeah, letting them know that, hey, it's okay to talk and, yeah, just being a friend, I guess, is a way that you can pick up on these things and, and help guide them through it. It's very hard for someone often to break out that or admit that, that they're suffering this because um, we all get married with the idea that we're going to have the perfect marriage. Yes, and, we, um, and, and, and as you say, we, we never want to fail. We never want to fail, that's right. Um, but sometimes help is needed, not saying that this is the end of the marriage. Sometimes intervention at an early stage can can help and get the marriage back on track and, um, yeah, deal with whatever the issue is that's causing the partner to lash out in whatever way. So um, I'd say seek help sooner rather than before it gets too hard and too late. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that particularly within our Christian communities or our religious communities, this is even more of an issue because it's less acceptable That's for right. a marriage to fail, wouldn't you say? Well, Christian, we're meant to be perfect, meant to have it all together. Um, Christians <laughs> don't... don't yeah, we, we, we know lots of Christians have it all together and are perfect, right? <laughs> I haven't found one yet. Starting um, starting with uh, Darren, right? No. Yeah, no, I've got my own issues. Um, I, I have my, um, my marital disputes, but... I find yeah. ways to deal with them that are more healthy. Yes. Um, it's okay to have an argument, but I've, I've learned how to argue. There's, there are, yeah. And this is where um, often it's good to make sure you do pre-marriage counselling as well. Yeah. Um, and the Adventist Church pastors, if you go to any Adventist Church pastor, I can offer you that. They have the skills to do that. That's part, we, we want our marriage to be successful. And so seeking good counselling early in life in pre-marriage um, sets in place some great ways to relate. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I think you raise a good point because, you know, expecting two people to live together for the, their entire life and never have an argument is not a real That's expectation. Not a it's not a real expectation in a, in a, uh, in, in a world of sin. Yes, but, but knowing how to argue exactly effectively. Um, and here's, Learning here's those. a quick tip I can give you today, a hot tip for um, listeners. When you're going to argue, have a talking stick. Not something you beat them with, <laughs> but it's, it's a, it could be a pen or something that you hold, and when you hold that, you have the right to speak. And then when you finish speaking, you hand that stick over to your partner, and they have the right to then speak so that you hear each other, you reflect back, and, and solve the issue by reflecting and listening and trying to get in the other partner's head as to where they're coming from 
helps you understand what's going on more in, in, in that situation. Often it can defuse the conflict very early on in the conflict. In our, in our house we have the tongs. If you're holding the tongs, if you're holding the tongs, go get the tongs out of the cupboard. <laughs> we need to discuss this. Get this. Get the tongs. Yep. If you're holding the tongs, then uh, you're the one who gets to speak. That's a great tip there, Darren. And maybe we should come back and talk more about how to have a good argument. Maybe because it's an important part of having a good relationship is being able to have a good argument um, about issues because you are going to disagree without resorting to you know what we've been talking about here with domestic violence and all of the yeah. horrific. Uh, things that come as a result of that. So once again, I'd like to say, listeners, if you're experiencing domestic violence, reach out, um, make that phone call. Um, if need be, call us, and, and we will help you to put in place the steps that you need to make sure that you're safe and, and your kids are safe. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Darren. Thank you for joining us here on Faith FM. We're going to move on with this song after that, the 8 o'clock news, followed by Encounter with God. Yeah. 
mind when you think of studying nursing practical experience a rewarding career great employment prospects when you think of nursing think of avondale college of higher education 92.7 percent of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree with credible experience and with friends for life to apply now visit avondale.edu.au it's higher education designed for life Enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Stop. 